Hey everybody, Chris here. If you're a listener of the podcast and you think, uh, you know, since right now is a great uh, addiction recovery podcast, um, but what it's really been missing is an episode where Chris and Matt sit around and talk about being depressed, then you're in luck. That episode has arrived. Um, and if you're not a listener, if this is your first episode, um, what a great place to start. <laughs> Two of the three uh, co-hosts. Um, comparing notes on their uh, past couple weeks of uh, depression. Uh, I, I, all joking aside, I do think uh, there's value in it, and we talk a little bit about that during the episode. Um, you know, value in talking about it, getting out of your own head when you're, um, you know, feeling less than yourself, particularly if you're really, <laughs> quite frankly, depressed. And... Um, you know, I think you'll hear, you know, Matt and I, we operate, and as many of us do operate when we're depressed, but um, it's a an odd um, place to be in, um, you know, a society, a culture that is, is getting closer to coming to grips and understanding it, but doesn't quite get um, what's going on with the person that's inside their own depressed head. So uh, let's talk about it. Here we go. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R and SinceRightNow.com with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Hey, everybody. It's... uh Chris and Matt. Hello. We're here with a special spring break edition live <laughs> from South Beach. <laughs> MTV Beach House. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to end up with two episodes this week. Um, our scheduled guest, uh, for reasons I won't go into here, uh, that's not going to be tonight. We'll have Natasha on Thursday or Friday and that'll be out. Friday or Saturday, um, which is neither here nor there. So you're going to get Matt and I, and it's going to get depressing. That's right. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's about so, to get dark up well, in this mo. Um, Jeff's actually uh, in uh, on spring break with his family. Um, and uh, so Matt, Matt came, comes over and he walks into, how's it going, bro? And I'm no good at... Uh, and some of you may have guessed this at the banal platitude or, or masking my feeling or glad handing <laughs> or doing the small talk. And so I basically just come out like, dude, I've been depressed for like a week. <laughs> and, and I'm great at the banal platitude, but not with people I care about. Like, so it turned into like, uh, how about you? Ugh. And, uh, um, but which we, is kind of good. Yeah, we, we uh, entered into a bit of one downsmanship. We're like, oh, you think you're depressed? <laughs> um, I had a can of frosting in my car on the way over. <laughs> um, but, uh, and 
What's interesting, I mean, you're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the power of this for us, I think. I absolutely love being able to have Matt here and laugh about depression. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to do by yourself. <laughs> it really is. I, f- I fail to find the humor in my condition when, yeah. you know, when you're in the throes of it. Yeah. Um, you, th- yeah, that ability doesn't exist anymore. The ability yeah. to have the distance from yourself right. to laugh. It doesn't. I mean, you, you, you can't do that. That that's, it's, um, it, it's like you're, you're wrapped tightly in like wet canvas or something that won't let <laughs> I don't know anything get out and all the the crazy talk in your head and I know we're not supposed to call it crazy and whatever but um <clears throat> and it's not it's a legitimate mental condition I think we get that but that doesn't make the irrational nature of, of what your head's doing um any easier and so we're also talking about like one thing that helps immensely is when you crack that open and you don't just let it roll around gathering steam dust fire whatever it's gathering in your own head and you say something you tell somebody else about it you talk about it um you know i was telling matt that uh you know at a a certain point you know depending on the severity and, and with me now it's always behind medication i can i can feel it behind my medication sometimes particularly if it's very uh you know slight depression and sort of like a, a paved over pothole and i just mm-hmm. sort of go boom boom and i just roll over it but i know it, it's there i know it was there and i can see even see it coming like you could have paved over a pothole um you know to use that metaphor but sometimes um you know but before i was on medication I, the one that, that prompted me to get the medication was basically a sinkhole that needed filling in mm-hmm. that I, I couldn't climb out of and I think the the one I've been sort of <laughs> driving across um, for the past, I don't know, f- at least a week, um, was one of those sinkholes. And it just mm-hmm. sort of, it's uneven, and it's been bumpy, and it hasn't been patched perfectly. And, you know, it's certainly better than, than not having any work done on the medication. I'm trying to, you know, stretch this metaphor and have it make sense. But, um, you know, it's been exhausting, and it got to the point where I felt like, you know, I, I couldn't keep it, stay inside my own head anymore. And, you know, I, I told my wife, um, mm-hmm. and, and it helps. It helps me to say, hey, look, you know, um, I, I'm going through some pretty deep depression. Um, and uh, and, and the, the final note I'll say, and then I won't monopolize the, the mic anymore, is, um, you know, a lot of you uh, on, on the site specifically and, and to some degree with, with podcast issues with on the network, you know, dealing with me, I think you've probably noticed that I haven't been on top of my game. You know, I'm not getting back with emails. I'm not getting back with texts. I'm not getting back with, uh, you know, messages, whatever. But my my ability to communicate effectively, really do anything effectively, um, sorely, severely diminished, you know, in a depression, which anybody in depression ex- experienced with it, which I imagine many of us are um, on both sides of this microphone. Um know that that's how it goes yeah right yeah and, so. and you know even though we well not generally we're we're consistently speaking to about recovery mm. um it's depression is just such a part and parcel of it 
um, in my life because I always told myself when I was in the throes of whatever it was, whatever substance or alcohol or what have you, you know, if my life were better um, and if I were to get sober, that this depression would, would no longer be part of my life. And, you know, what I'm rapidly learning is that um, that it, any external stimuli and circumstance really don't have that much to do with mm. this. It's it's an irrational thing, you know? I mean, uh, as far as categorically right now, my life is really good. And uh, and yet I feel this way. And mm. trying to rectify that, trying to make some sense of that makes you feel ungrateful. It makes me feel, um, you know, it makes me feel like I'm just awash in all this self-pity. And, uh, um, but, but, yeah, the fact of the matter is it can really it can really interfere in your ability to go about your day to day tasks, you know, and um, I, I, I don't know. I've I've had a, a tough month, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and, you know, I it, it is there's just there's no replacement for talking about it. Um, it's the only thing that seems to help. I I'm not currently on medication, but um but I'm, I finally have decided to reenter talk therapy and, and, you know, admit to myself that I don't know what's best for me and, um, and see what the professionals think mm. of this. You know, I've, I've never gone to, uh, a professional and told the truth before. So that'll <laughs> yeah. be an interesting one. Um, you know, and I've never really gone with purely, um, with pure motives. I'd always mm-hmm. gone to either get medication for, you know, thinking that that'll give me some kind of edge or make mm-hmm. me better or because somebody else told me I needed it, you know, mm-hmm. be it an employer or a spouse or whomever. So, um, yeah, it, to, to make no bones about it. It, it does suck, but it helps so much just in this very same way that, um, the recovery works for me. It just helps so much when you, you encounter and talk to others that have the same circumstance and, and know what you're talking about, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's good uh, to be able to do this. It's good to be able to just sort of talk about it a little bit, acknowledge it and, uh, and pull it out into the light. Um, yeah. What do they say? Sunlight's the best disinfectant, but you know, it's sort of like, um, it particularly, when coupled with our, um, you know, substance use issues, um, any of us that are sort of the co-occurring, you know, depression and the substance use issue know that when you keep it to yourself is when it's the easiest to think self-medicating is a good solution mm-hmm. or, or not a good solution, but um, a viable solution and so it's and we all know it's not at this point if you're listening and you're in recovery even close to recovery you know it's not a solution it's a um i I don't even know what what it is it's it's a um it's a it's not it's a futile attempt to to find comfort right somewhere and yeah i recognize all these behaviors in myself that are unhealthy you know Mm. be it be it uh yeah depriving myself of things, you know, not eating well, not sleeping well, not, um, drinking too much coffee, um, too much nicotine, too much, just too much, you know, mm. I'll work myself, uh, raw, you know, mm. I'll just 
uh, try to throw myself into work and that never, that never does the trick either. It's just, uh, yeah, I think the, you know, I think there are plenty of tools at our disposal. Um, the professionals can point us toward that will help. Mm -hmm. And I also think that patience and, um, and talking about it. Yeah. And, and all this is to say like, you know, if you're listening and, um, it's don't get the idea that well, what's the point kind of thing. I feel better when I'm using or any of that kind of that shit. That's not what I don't think we're saying at all. Um, that, you know, at least our sobriety and our understanding of recovery and what it takes to, um, effectively be in recovery, um, are significantly benefited by being sober. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'd have to think our odds of <laughs> our, our odds of sort of long-term contentment. I won't even, I won't even go with happiness. You know, I, I've, I've said before, I think that the contentment I experienced about 10 months into my sobriety was the, the best sensation I'd ever experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but, but I think, you know, that certainly has a better chance of happening, um, sober and in recovery than it does um, using and not in recovery. Um, yeah, just so, just peace. Yeah. I mean, right. honestly, just yeah. a little bit, just to uh, experience a little peace. Yeah. Is, that's my MO. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that peace. I, yeah. Um, because yeah. It, it gets pretty noisy um, in my head sometimes. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. Uh, so, and I've heard in meetings innumerable times, well, alcohol is a depressant. You pour a depressant down your throat. Of course you're going to be depressed. Mm. Fair enough. Absolutely accurate. I'm sure in a lot of cases, but, um, you know, I can also attest to the fact that sobriety, it, it offers an incredible amount of hope. It offers mm. me clarity. It offers me a lot of contentment and a lot of peace, but at the same time, it is not a cure all. Right. Um, and if you have a pre-existing condition, um, you know, once you clear out all this wreckage and you clear out all the substances, you're probably still going to have that pre-existing condition mm. in some degree. So, you know, um, yeah. And, and, you know, the absolute worst thing I could do, and I'm convinced beyond a shadow of doubt, the absolute worst thing I could do would be to try to blot it out, mm. you know, with, with a substance or alcohol mm -hmm. or what, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it it for so, in a strange way, it's even clearer to me the value of, of living my life this way when I am depressed because yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, if I if I had all that piled on top of it, all that ugliness and lying and and, 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 and I think we, I mean, I think we know too. And the challenge is, we'd just be older dudes. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. There'd be far less even like, argument for any romance to it, right? Of being yeah. the, you know, unless you're like I don't know Bukowski and you live in a bar. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even then, it's just you know ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you know, hope, hopefully this. Um, you know, this this wasn't the plan, obviously, for Matt and I to sit no. here and talk about um, the depression we've both been going through for the past, you know, whatever, couple weeks, months, however long. Um, but, uh, you know, th that's what happened when, you know, 
two guys that know each other pretty well. <laughs> you know, walk, two two dudes walk in, two sober guys walk into a bar, and right. <laughs> they're both depressed. The end of the that's the end of the joke. Say, why the long uh, face? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if anybody's seen my face, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not it's not round. It's not cherubic. <laughs> I, on the other hand, it's a little moon pie of a face. No, I I. Uh, you know, we were we were just kind of marveling before we before we turned on the mics about how the rudiments of life, the very basic things that you do every day get difficult mm-hmm. and how everything seems like a chore. And uh and it, it it's instills this envy in me mm-hmm. where I look at people going about their day to day lives and it's just it baffles mm-hmm. me. How do they do it? Mm-hmm. How do they do it? You know? And um Yeah, I, I you know, I still a lot of moments, you know, I, I feel like this shouldn't be this fucking hard. It shouldn't be this hard to yeah. do something like, you know, go to the bank or right. park my car. But right. everything feels like an obstacle. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, it's just it's a it's a max effort way to live a really normal life. You really have to dial up the the effort and the toll it takes on you just to get through the day. And it's. It's exhausting mm-hmm. and, uh, and stultifying and, you know, um, yeah, it, it sucks, but you know, um, there, thank God there are, there are things you can do to make yourself mm-hmm. feel better. You know, um, mm-hmm. he's talking about masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is very uncomfortable, but Hey man, I gotta be me, you know? Um, yeah, you know, and that that is exactly it, I think. It's uh you know, it it gets exhausting. Well, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. When when I when I, you know, told my wife, look, look, I I sort of in the midst of a long running depression, um pretty bummed out. I said, I just I'm just not good at this. And she's like, good at what? And I said, life i'm not good at life and you know many of you listening i don't you know i don't know if that sounds dramatic or drastic or if that's what you want to hear from uh your podcast co-hosts but um you know that's where i get sometimes and uh you know hopefully what you'll take away from that is that i i do talk about it i do get it out there i do Mm -hmm. recognize it i do address it um but that's the sensation that and and what it is is exactly what Matt's saying is that you can do all the things, but it somehow it, it feels like it just takes such a monumental effort that others don't expend. And maybe that's the mistake. Maybe everybody is working, to, you know, maybe they are. And, and I'll, I'll certainly grant that, but um, I think it's how you carry that weight or something. Yeah. And uh, some of that's, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely um, find it exhausting <laughs> you know i used to uh say that um you know i i'm i'm fine with life and i'm fine with myself it's when you introduce you know the the outside world that that i get bad at it you know um and uh yeah you know i i've have this kind of new coping mechanism yeah. and i i it seems to help me on some level, but so my mother who's in recovery and, uh, is just wise beyond her mm. 
63 years. I mean, mm. she, she, uh, she lives this, she mm. lives recovery. And she had always told me, you know, when I was struggling that feelings aren't facts. And I know that sounds mm. kind of jingoistic, mm-hmm. but she always say, you know, you see things through this lens mm. and y- your, your emotions are not an accurate reflection right. of what's going on around <laughs> you. So I've almost taken this, I have this inner monologue. that's like, um, almost like my life is a nature documentary mm. and I'm just trying to objectively and practically observe everything mm-hmm. around me. So when I was driving into work this morning, I was doing that, you know, saying it's 59 degrees. Mm. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm walking into at work. Mm-hmm. I'm merging into traffic. I'm going to drive for 14 minutes, you know, and it was just like almost, uh, the ticker tape mm-hmm. of my, uh, conscious, just mm-hmm. kind of just the facts, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know if it seemed to make me feel a little bit better trying to take a, like a journalistic approach mm-hmm. to everything around me mm-hmm. and, and my interactions and, and, you know, and just sort of, uh, um, not say I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm good enough. Everything's fine. Yeah. That doesn't work. But to right. say, you know, um, here's where I'm going to go in, into this meeting and this is what's going to happen. And I know this is what's going to happen. Right. And, um, you know, it's just, from that slight remove. Yeah. Just, of, just slightly back. outside of your own head, which is mm-hmm. where we want to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, which is which you know dovetails with what I've, you know, I, I've read uh, before that basically you, you talk about yourself in the third person. Mm. Um, I read it in the context more specifically, like sort of going into um, anxiety inducing situations or, or in the midst of them, you know, it's like, you know, you know, Chris is going to, I don't know what, you know, get through this fine or Chris is feeling okay. Chris, you know, mm-hmm. you, you sort of you narrate, narrate what, what you're feeling, what you're going through, mm-hmm. which is sort of what you're talking about. And then, uh, I'll have to pull it up. But just today I read something about the, that sort of takes it one step further where it's a, where it adds like sort of a humorous spin to it, where it's like, let's see what Chris can take away from the crushing embarrassment of speaking in front of a crowd. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like you go in framing it that way. Um, let's see what, you know, Chris can learn from, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you, you add the, and you, you double down sort of on the thing you're going to do. So it's like, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It sort of turns the, the, anxiety into shtick almost Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know i say any any tactics are are worth a worth a shot and uh sometimes i have trouble you know remembering them in the moment that's why it's good to try to do a refresh before you get to the moment um and and everything does seem a little more herculean and a little more difficult so it's hard even to put Right. Even if you know something might work, just putting right. it to practice, you know, Absolutely. I think, you know, my mind's telling me it's not going to work. Right. This is it. This is right. how you feel. And, uh, yeah, it just, yeah. Time slows down. Right. Um, that's really, it is, it's, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people know, it's, it can be pretty unpleasant, but it always ends. It always passes yeah. um, through one way, you, you know, through a variety means it always passes and sometimes the greatest comfort i can take is in the fact that this is finite and Mm -hmm. um you know uh that that i'll that i'll come out of it Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I think that's um, you know a worthy a worthy takeaway, and just you know the the yeah the the trick is or the the, the thing to do is um, you know try to remind yourself that when you're not feeling you know when you're when you're not in the midst of it, be prepared, have the tools, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, honestly, just even this, I think. Even talking about it um, like this with Matt um, to all of you listening mm-hmm. is immensely helpful for me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even quite put a finger on it. I'm sure that's plenty to be found about why you know talk therapy does work. Mm-hmm. This is essentially talk therapy. Um, you know, we're talking about yeah. being depressed, and <laughs> it's having a therapeutic effect. Boom, talk <laughs> therapy. Um, but uh, and it's free. Yeah, it's free exactly. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, I, I um, reached out to my my therapist who I need to get back to seeing regularly because, quite frankly, I enjoy talk therapy. I do think it's helpful. Um, I just uh, took a break, but um, she's out of the out of the country and for, till the, the later this month. But uh, so yeah, honestly, this I think has had uh, you know for me definitely a what's the word palliative effect um and uh it's funny because i i've been shopping for lack of a better term for a therapist yeah and uh when you're in the midst of depression yeah it's amazing how i could find something wrong with every single therapist i it's it's comical when i look at it now i you know i uh so i was I had a list of phone numbers mm. and a list of names that I had gotten from a behavioral clinic here in town. Mm. And I was going through and Googling each of these people mm-hmm. and making little notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I was looking at them when I got home from work tonight. I finally found somebody, finally made an appointment. But the reasons that I was mm-hmm. dismissing these people, mm-hmm. one woman I had written next to her name, mm-hmm. uh, I think her haircut is called the May I See the Manager. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> But yeah, but I yeah. I just based on her yeah. headshot, I'm like, right. what could she ever do for me? Yeah. What a what a shallow, baseless thing to say. No, I know. But yet, when you're in the mindset that you know what I, the fact of the matter is, any single one of them mm-hmm. could probably do me good. Could mm-hmm. without question do do me some good. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So I dragged my ass. I I left work today. I went to a meeting. Yeah. over lunch okay um which was i never do that yeah. and uh and you know some meetings are all meetings have an effect on me i always feel better leaving yeah. than when i walked in you, everybody's heard that who's been exposed to 12-step recovery but but man it was tough walking in that door i'd never been to this meeting before it was a co-ed meeting not oh, my yeah. huh. first choice usually and i did feel a little better but it took me a couple hours to admit that yeah it was, i felt a little better i walked in there like you know, fences up right. and, uh, um, you know, I, I was ready to just, yeah, to, I was, I was convinced I was going to get nothing out of it and lo and behold, I got something out of it. Funny how that works, but yeah, I, I, I can dismiss anything out of hand when I'm in that state and it, you know, it just takes extra effort to, uh, to be objective. Um, yeah, so I mean, here's um, here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I mean, I know just 
through uh, you know being on social media, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. That you know many of us, and just in general, I, I know many of us have this co-occurring thing. Um, we all have tough bouts, varying lengths, varying degrees. Um, you know, I think I'm trying to figure out how how to solicit some feedback on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe uh, what, what people do to address their depression, therapy, medication, exercise, the combo, if it helps, how um, how it affects your life. Yeah, what um, it... What it- you know, sometimes it just what it feels like when you're in it. Right. And then um, if you've had success right. overcoming it, right. you know, I, I mean, um, we can all use more tools, right? But and I think part of it, why, part of why I'm, I'm so curious is because, and this, this also is an indication that I'm sort of, I think that I may be coming out of it because I'm thinking more clearly. Like while I was in it, I get... Um, I get a little, well, I get more resentments mm-hmm. when I'm depressed because it's all, all the demands on me in my state of sort of, you know, it's a, it's a state of disability mm-hmm. in a sense because it's just so hard to do anything. And, um, and I certainly don't want anybody that, you know, I, I was working on anything with or, or, conti- or am currently to feel like, you know, whatever you needed from me or expected from me was unwarranted. But, um, you know, part of me, you know, over the past week, like I said, it sort of dropped the ball. And in my head, it's like I can't talk about it with these people because in some way it's a sort of a professional relationship, whether it's because I'm working on something for the site for them or on the podcast with you. Um, and like somehow you wouldn't understand, but my guess is many, possibly most of you mm-hmm. um, suffer from depression mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. um, and anxieties. And uh, and yet, uh, you know, if, if we both had broken legs, we'd say, oh, yeah, I broke my leg. You broke your leg too, whatever. You, you talk about other conditions, but you wouldn't necessarily in the course of a, a professional email say say oh yeah i'm going through some depression oh me too bob <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it sucks yeah you know it's like there, there's not that um that that ability to talk about it like mm-hmm. that like uh the stigma still you know. exists you know yeah um, i mean whether real even, or perceived it, yeah talk about family members and friends and compare notes of you know around like cancer say mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. um but uh it, you know even informally but it's still not with uh, mental health issues and and addiction yeah you know it's like it's it's in some ways i actually think that the conversation around um substance use disorders is getting making more progress mm-hmm. now where it's like oh yeah my brother has a substance use disorder or my aunt or uncle or whatever my friend but um i think there might be still room to to move the needle um significantly on you know 
yeah, it feels to me, I don't know. Um, I think that the, the notion of recovery as specific to, uh, substance abuse is a little bit more black and white. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to look at this from an outsider standpoint. I'm trying to look at this as someone who doesn't, it's very difficult to imagine how someone who doesn't have this, this condition and this life um, would perceive it. But it mm-hmm. seems like, yeah, you have problems and then you overcome them right. and then you, you, you're in recovery and you're quote unquote better. Right? right. And it just seems like there's this line of demarcation, like your sobriety date. And that's when you crossed over into this other, right. you, it's behind you. And depression to me feels like it's, um, it's just a little more of an ebb and flow. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, uh, and I know a lot of people who've overcome it to a degree, mm-hmm. you know, my, my mom who I was talking about is one, you know, she, mm-hmm. she suffers from really debilitating, horrible depression and has managed to really become a super high functioning person in sobriety. And also, um, really seems to have a handle on, on her depression. But that said, it's still, it's still there. Um, mm-hmm. much like our, you know, even recovery, you're still, you, it's a, that never goes away, that part of you. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a different animal in a lot of ways. And, uh, at least in the ways that, that I, it affects me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, but it just makes it a hell of a lot easier to know that just like in our community, you know, it's, it's that empathy. It's that, yeah, I get it. I've been there mm-hmm. or I'm there right now or, I might be back there at some point soon, <laughs> right. so let's talk about it. Um, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I'm fortunate. I, I work with a guy, and Chris, you know, this mm-hmm. guy who suffers from crippling depression. Mm-hmm. Um, he also doesn't <laughs> right. seem to have any substance issues. Right. So um, I've actually said to him before, I can't believe you're not yeah. like a drug addict or alcoholic, you know, yeah. um, but, um, but, you know, that's a good sounding board. Um, right. Somebody, you know, you can just be completely honest with and not, yeah. not answer. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? You know, right. um, can say I am hanging by a thread. You know? <laughs> right. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been great to having him, you know, yeah. just to, uh, uh, just to talk to. Right. Um, yeah. uh, that, that helps a lot. And obviously having Chris, you know, uh, it's a, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. So, um, so what do you, what do you guys do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we were, we were saying, I think, uh, you know, we, we've said it that, uh, you know, this was, uh, I don't know, it's immensely helpful for us. Hopefully, um, yeah, somebody, you know, I keep saying if one person finds some value in, in, uh, what we do, um, that, that makes it worth it. That, so uh, I don't know. I think that was yeah. It all it all kind of ties into the you know nobody has a nobody n- nobody really has a stranglehold on this thing you know mm-hmm. and speaks from that position of uh, mm-hmm. well I know what's best and what works mm-hmm. you know I um, it uh, I think we all have certainly have our challenges and mm-hmm. you know I think uh, it's how we it's how we overcome them that defines us to a degree so. Uh, yeah. (laughs) 
caller, you're on the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably enough. Uh, yeah. Depression. Sorry if we bummed you out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I feel better right now in this moment than I felt in a while. I do, too. Wow. I, I, I'm feeling good. Um, yeah. It's interesting how that works. I do. I feel I feel better. It is. It is when you feel like you're the only person in the world, which is really easy to feel. Right. When you're when you're in the thick of it, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is just, just me, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know that's never the case. Never the case. Mm. Whatever your thing, it's never just you. Right. Um, you're just not that unique. No. Right. No. Yeah. I don't know. You're you're not a special snowflake. <laughs> uh, we are right. yeah we are all snowflakes well at least the three of us who do this podcast right. and that we're all we're all white and cold no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> not true two-thirds of us oh yeah are not at least well i guess i always get confused caucasian and white you know whatever yeah, I don't know. Uh, who cares yeah. we're getting into different territory that's yeah, all another podcast stay tuned for who's white <laughs> <laughs> all right oh that was fun that was good that was good for us yeah all right Woo! see you uh on the second part of this week with uh, Natasha Silverbell um, in her role as a representative for the Partnership for a Drug-Free America. And um, that'll be out later this week. This will be out uh, tomorrow. Which makes no sense if you listen to this months from now. Another clean and sober intervention.